Hey, it's the Ty Rainey Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. Oh, there goes my mug. I'm doing this live outside. Live outside. What the fuck? I'm recording this shit outside. Um, and it looks like I left my mug outside in the backyard. And I was wondering where it was. I was looking for it in the house. I know I had some coffee up in there. But how are you guys doing, huh? How are you making out? I know it's been a while. Um, I took a long-ass hiatus. Took a long break from um, podcasting. I don't know. My consistency just fell off. Life took place. I fell into a lazy rut. And that's the shit that happens sometimes. You know, but to bring, you know, bring you guys up to speed. I recently lost my father to cancer. He was uh, dealing with cancer really, really bad. Was really kicking his ass the past two years. And um, he passed away uh, last week, Wednesday. And I was thankful enough to go and actually see him two days before he passed. So I am saddened by his death, but I am thankful that I got to spend a couple of moments before he had passed. And, you know, I seen him on Father's Day when he was doing and looking a lot better than he was since I last seen him. So I'm thankful for that. Thankful for our relationship. And um, I'm thankful for his life. You know, rest in peace, Pops. Love you. And we go on with the podcast. But my hiatus... Is probably bundled up, bundled up with a whole bunch of shit that's been going on in my life. As far as um, I should have probably been talking about it, my emotions and feeling with the house getting done and finishing, and just kind of holding my breath, making sure everything does get done, and not speaking on it or posting about it. Almost like a jinx. I didn't want to jinx it again by prematurely celebrating and posting while somebody is working and putting something in. Didn't want to do that. You know, I didn't want to do all that, so I kind of laid back with all that. And um, the podcasting thing, I don't know. I just kind of fell off with the consistency. You know, after a while, I just got tired. Like, ah, nobody's listening any motherfucking way. But people are listening, and I do apologize for that shit. I have been busy. I have been doing stand-up still, if you guys are wondering. All right? So I haven't stopped being funny and being on stage. That has been, uh, thankfully... um, pretty steady i'm not going to say regularly i'm just going to say steady i'm thankful for that but um you know other than that man just enjoying this uh this december weather getting ready for christmas trying to save a buck or two i started doing some fucking lift driving that's what i started to that's what that's something new right here with me started lift driving like a month ago times is hard on the boulevard Gotta pick up people on the side of the road with an app. So I'm picking up strangers with the app on their phone um, that deems it safe for me to pick them up and take them to their destination. Um, I've been doing this for a month. I always said to myself, nah, I wouldn't be doing that Uber Lyft shit. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh-huh. I needed the money. I'm too old to start selling drugs. So I said, let's go ahead and... Um, Let's give this Uber shit a, dry, uh, a try. Give this Uber shit a drive. No, give it a try. So I did that shit. And I don't mind driving anyway. And um, I got to tell you, I've been, I've been enjoying it and hating it at the same time. I don't mind. 
I don't mind when people get in my car and I talk to complete strangers. I really don't mind that. Actually, I like the conversations that I have with complete strangers. Uh, sometimes people are like, you must run material on them all the time or get a lot of material out of it. No, I think I'm getting more money than material out of this. And it's not a whole lot of money, so I'm trying to get as much money as possible. But um, I must say, it is quite entertaining, the conversations. Um, not even entertaining. I haven't ran into any wild fucking conversations because I don't do any kind of lift driving late at night and I guess that's when the conversations start right the, the wild ones do anyway the times I usually do it people don't want to speak um, it's usually like 5.30 in the morning 5 in the morning 4.36 in the morning it's, it's, I'm an early bird I'm up that hour anyway so I get up start driving people around that's what I do mm. I did that this morning made about 100 bucks rough driving though I'm going to tell you, it's not rough driving, but long driving. I made an hour, I made a two-hour drive this morning, made about 50 bucks going to the airport and back. That's an hour ride. So we're talking about 40, 50-something miles almost. Yeah. Then I made some little ones in between. And let me tell you something. Those little ones are the bread and butter in this shit, baby. You know, if you don't mind zigzagging or staying in a certain area, and you can. And sometimes you get those calls that want to take you way out in East Bubble Fuck, where you buy the farms and tree farms and shit. You can deny those. But those little ones are little money makers. Eight here, seven here, they tip you. Ten dollars, ten dollars, ten dollars, ten dollars, ten dollars, ten dollars, ten dollars. And you do like eight rides, you got like eighty dollars. And you then spent about maybe a half hour, 45 minutes riding people around. That's not bad. An hour maybe riding eight people around in, in the same proximity. You know, maybe to and from a train station. I go out to Princeton Junction to a train station. And I go, you notice, I go to the white areas. I don't really fuck with Trenton too much. I'm going to just say it just like that. I didn't want to be all in Trenton because I, you know, I have a fear, man. Just, you know, Trenton is wild. They be wild in Trenton almost every motherfucking day. And they wild everywhere every day, right? So, you know, who am I to pick and choose where the wild out happens, you know, to me? So, to try to avoid or minimize the wild out, yeah, I go to Princeton, um, which is a, more of a white college town, um, Indian, Indian and, and, and white predominantly. There's a few black people and Spanish people, you know, peppered around in there. Which is cool. I'll go out there, pick up a few people, make like a couple bucks there, and then, uh, you know, come on home. And then I'll do a, I'll do a couple pickups in Trenton. I ain't going to lie. I have. I haven't seen some wild shit. Oh, one night I picked up this girl in Trenton. It was it was a night or kind of evening. It was turning into night. And it was around an area that I've been around before. It was an okay area. I wouldn't particularly live in this area, but it was an okay area. And I was picking up this woman. I forgot her name. And she had a bunch of baggage and shit. And she was bringing pots and pans and shit with her. I was like, sis, you all right? Everything good? You running away? She was like, oh, no, no, I'm cooking. I'm going to my, my man's house, and I'm going to be cooking there, this and this and that. And I was like, well, goddamn, who's in your house? Oh, my mama with her, 
with a, with my kids and all this other shit. I'm like, well, damn. All right, so you done took the pots and shit that your mama's probably going to cook for your kids with to your man's house to cook. Probably for his kids or some more of your kids. I don't know what was going on. I stopped asking questions after that. I just said, oh, okay. I just said, oh, okay, that sounds good. Because sometimes you got to cut that shit off just for the tip. You don't want to be probing and shit and asking, you know, asking too many damn questions like that. This nigga was nice, but he asked too many fucking questions. You know, because you want to work for that. You want to work for that fucking tip. That tip is what's it, man. You know, that lift driving. If you don't like driving, this shit is not for you. Because that's all it is. You got to just take your time with people. You got to be safe. My first night driving, it was probably the worst night to start. It was raining like hell. Uh, This was during, I think, towards the end of September, early August, I want to say, possibly. Um, Yeah, it was uh, a storm. And I was driving my first night out. Driving this young lady to uh, the School of Rock fucking building. She plays the cello or some shit like that. And we're on Route 9 or Route 1. One of those routes. Mm-mm-mm. Raining really hard. Cars in front of me. All of a sudden, a fucking cone just shoots out of nowhere. Right in front of the car. Boom. I hit the cone. I know I'm telling this story horribly. But listen to me. I hit the cone doing at least 60. At least 60. I was not speeding because it was raining. And it was that night. Hit this fucking cone. I dragged this shit about 500 feet. Until I can get to a gas station. I pull up in the gas station slow. Hoping that the cone kind of unlodges itself from underneath my car. And tumbles away. But it doesn't. I dragged this cone all the way through the gas station. Making crazy noise. I got this passenger in the back. This is my second passenger of the night. The rain is coming down. It's not forgiving. It's coming down. I had to pull over in a parking spot in the gas station. Get out. Say excuse me to the young lady. I said I got to check on my car for a moment. And she said please do. Go ahead. And I went and I had to unlodge this cone that was under my car. That shit stunk. You know how hot I was having to lay down on the wet ass ground and unlodge this shit. My bumper was cracked and everything. And it wasn't like I could just swerve around it. You know what I mean? I'm on like I'm on a two lane highway. Actually, it's a three lane. And I couldn't really see who was on my left and right. And it was raining and I didn't want to cause an accident. I really didn't. So I had to eat that shit. And damn it, damn it, I ate that shit and it fucked my bumper up. And the young lady was fine. She was safe. I got the cone unlodged. The uh, the gas station inherited one cone. And then we took off and I got her to her destination safely. But that's like, that's a, that's a, that's the worst night for my lift. Um, uh, everything else has been pretty cool. Um, except for the unexpected shit. Like sometimes when these calls come in, I notice you can't check the destination of where somebody is going while the car is moving. They limit the the amount of functions that you can see while the car is in motion to cut down on you playing with the phone. 
thank you. I got it. I understand that functionality. It just cuts back on the risk of somebody having an accident due to them looking at what's going on on the app. Thank you for being, you know, being safe. All right. I understand. So what happened was I was uh, trying to do some lift driving in the morning. And this is before uh, my son goes to school. So I'm up at like five in the morning. I'm like, man, I'm going to knock some shit out. I'm going to make a couple bucks. I'm going to make some gas money. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to pick up my son and take him to school. Well, I was down in Princeton. I was up in Princeton. And Princeton's only like 15 minutes from me. It's not that far. Um, I went to Princeton. And I was in there doing my thing. And my last, well, what I thought was going to be, what I what I wanted to be was my last ride is this one ride that was in Princeton. I was like, all right, this ain't far. I came in. It was only like five minutes away. But the destination was like 49. And I was like, oh, shit. And I already accepted it. And I'm driving to this person's house and I'm like, I can't, I don't think I can make it there and back soon enough to take my son to school on time. And I did not make it back soon enough to get my son to school on time. That was one of the, the bad times of timing lift. I had to drop this guy off at the airport. But the thing is, you see it flash on your screen. The pickup, how long it takes for you to drive to them to pick it up pick them up and then from their pickup to their destination it gives you the time right it only flashes it once when you have somebody in the car with you you have to be pulled over to see where they're going so now i just i'm just mindful of that and i pull over once i have the person out my car and see where the hell they're going because sometimes i don't want to go to philly airport i went to Newark airport this morning and it's just so chaotic why is the airport so chaotic? How come we can't get that shit together? Huh? All these years, we can't get the airport traffic right? Maybe because there's more cars, more hustle. Maybe I think that's what it is. There's more people traveling. It's a lot. I took the train um, last week. Yeah. Excuse me. I went to Amtrak. I took the Amtrak. Um, I went down to North Carolina to go and see my father last weekend when he was uh, when he was still alive on Saturday and Sunday. And let me tell you, that Amtrak ride, that eight-hour ride from Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, was not that bad. wasn't wasn't bad at all. I really did enjoy that ride. I didn't sleep. I stayed up, I looked at people, I looked at my phone as much as I could without, you know, as much as I could, it was buffering maybe uh, three or four hours of the time, it buffered, and um, I didn't sleep, my wife was like, did you sleep? Like, nah, I didn't sleep, I'm a fucking weirdo, I didn't sleep, but I, I did pee like about, I don't know, maybe like 27 times. And the bathrooms were close. It was really convenient. It was clean. Everything was functioning in it. The water was running. They had paper towel. Nobody clogged it. Um, the train ride was smooth. I couldn't believe how fast it got. we got to uh, Baltimore. It was so incredibly 
fast. Like, we were in Philly at the train station, say, like, at 9 o'clock. First stop, Baltimore. It was, like, 9.15. No bullshit. It took 15 minutes to get from Philly to Baltimore. It was absolutely crazy. I could not believe how quick it was. I looked out the window because I had a window seat going down. I looked out the window. I said, wow, that's amazing. But, um, you know, I think the train is the way to go. I think I got, you know, a higher price because I was going around the holiday. I left the day after Thanksgiving, came back on that Monday. I think that all tied into the factor of the ticket. Bought it last minute, but um, you know, it was it was a it was a it was a decent price. It was a good ride. I mean, fuck the price for why I got to go down there. You know what I mean? There to see my father, so it's whatever it is, whatever. But I'm just saying, if you want to take a ride down there, the price is a decent price just to take a nice round trip, eight hours down to North Carolina. Beautiful scenic ride. Um, it's amazing how many cotton fields are still out there. When you're cutting through Virginia. Certain parts of uh, North Carolina, but I think it's mostly Virginia. I was just like, wow. You still see the cotton out there. Makes you itchy, nigga. No, I'm saying it just makes you think about your history. But um, it's just amazing. It's just a good ride. Especially if you get a window seat. If you can get a window seat, do it. If you can't get a window seat, do it anyway and just get up a whole lot and go sit in the dining cart and eat something with your, or get your laptop and eat something. Sit out there. Pretend you're doing some work. You know? Or you can get a business class seat and be sitting somewhere else in some luxurious area. This dude that was sitting next to me, they were checking tickets. They didn't even check my ticket. They said, they saw him, they said... They saw his ticket and said, sir, you belong in business class. They didn't go ahead and check mine. They just looked at me like this nigga looked like he don't belong in business class. I'm playing. I just made that up. I just want some controversy. I'm just playing. I just made that up. I had a regular ticket. I damn sure wasn't playing, paying business class. Mm-mm. That wasn't happening. My aunt dad picked me up at the train station. It was a quick 20-minute ride to her crib. I was greeted by my younger cousin, Eli, and two Doberman Pinchers. Cleta and what was the other dog's name? Oh, my gosh. Damn, I forgot the other dog's name, but two Doberman Pinchers. Cleta was red and a black one. Um... The black dog was dope as hell, too. I forgot the dog's name. But they were good, obedient, and on point. You know when a dog walks up to you, like, I don't know if you've been around Doberman Pinchers before. But Doberman Pinchers are very, very uh, territorial. Like every other dog. Every dog is kind of territorial, right? But Dobermans have a different way of, like, looking at you, I think, than any other dog. Um, their intimidation when their ears go up and they walk towards you and they kind of just look at you and they stare into your soul. Mm. 
you can piss in your fucking pants. Especially when there's two, two of them come walking up to me. Like they started running, then they stopped, and they come walking up really slow. And they're like both staring at my soul. Both staring. My Aunt Debbie's right beside me. My cousin Eli's walking up behind them. He comes up to me. He gives me a hug. I give him a hug. The dogs walk over. Now they're like right up on me. And then they start sniffing me. And I put my hands out. And then they chill. They stop. They look up at me. And they let me pet their nose, which is crazy for me to even touch their mouths. I pet their nose and then their head and their necks. And then they walked away. One pet, and then they walked the hell away. Crazy, crazy shit. It just felt weird. But then after that, cool, I was locked in. They started showing me so much love, I was just rubbing them the whole time to two dogs. Loving them. Loving the Doberman Pinchers. My wife talking about getting a dog. If she does get a dog, get a Doberman. She has a fear of them because she was chased by a Doberman Pinscher in her childhood years. And I told her, if you get one as a puppy, you will not regret it. You get a female, you'll be good. She'll be better with me, but she'll be good with you. She'll be protective of you. Believe that. And definitely protective of Yari. Definitely believe that. So, she talks about that, but I don't think she's going to get one. But time spent with family was, was ah, man, so great. Um, hung out with my Aunt Deb, my cousin Eli. Spent the night over their house. You know, comfortable spending the night. You know, I hit the couch. I was comfortable. The two dogs were so, like, disciplined. I thought they were going to be, they're roaming around the house. They have cages to sleep. And I was like, oh, these dogs are going to be messing with me all night. Because they're begging me to pet them all day. So naturally, when I lay down, they're going to come over to the side of the couch and probably want me to pet them until I fall asleep. Negative. When uh, my cousin Eli goes to sleep, or even before he goes to sleep, the dogs lay down. The dogs lay down inside the cage. Both of them curled up. Cage is wide open. They don't need to be closed in. I walk over to the cage... Well, first off, I walk to the bathroom at like two in the morning, and this is the this is when I'm I'm prepared to be like, okay, it's two in the morning. I hope these dogs. This is the first night. This is the first night spending the night over my aunt's house, right? I haven't been over there in years. The so last time I was there, they had another Doberman pincher that passed away. So these two Dobermans are brand new. They just know me. They probably know me for like six hours, seven hours. I get up in two in the morning. Two in the morning, I get up to go to the bathroom. I'm saying to myself, I hope these dogs do not flip out. I just want to use the restroom. I go ahead. I start walking past the cages onto the bathroom. These dogs do nothing. Amazing. Amazing to me. They just chill. I came out the bathroom. Dip my head down, said, hey, doggy. Their ear flinched up once. Both of them, their ears flinched up. I think one of them looked at me and then put his head back down. 
and then I went back to the couch, and that was it. These dogs do not come out of the cage. And then when I woke up early in the morning, like I normally do, thinking the dogs are going to get up early to me and wake up, wake up with me and want to get out with me and see what I'm doing, I'm waking up at 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning, 8 o'clock. The dogs ain't even, they're not even out yet. My Aunt Debbie already left. Or she was just leaving. As soon as she leaves, I got up. The dogs don't even get up. They're laying in the cage. They're waiting for Eli. I didn't get up yet. That's my cousin. They wait for him. He's the feeding guy. They know if he ain't up, nobody's getting fed. So just lay, just sleep in. It's crazy. I don't know why I told that long ass story about Dobermans or whatever. Like I'm fucking, uh, you know, raising dogs over here. I'm not. But I would probably uh, consider getting a, a, a dog. But it's a lot of work. It's a big expense. And I don't think we're really up for that. Let's deal with the expenses that we have and um, push right along. Because we got expenses, bitch. And um, might I mention, we're getting solar. That's right. That's something new. We're getting solar by Sunrun. We're getting solar panels on the roof. And they hit us with a deal that was so dope that we could not pass it up. It was something that, you know, it's one of those offers where it's like if you pass it up, you're just kind of foolish with it, right? So we got a dope deal. It's under $100. We get solar panels. We get a free roof upgrade. They fucking put in a roof with us. They're doing a, um, you know, putting the electric conversion um, in for the sun run uh, solar panels. And it's only costing me about $100 a month. That's it. That's it. And then once I'm done paying my PSE and G bill down to a manageable time. <coughs> manageable amount because i do owe you guys uh some money here uh my bill should go down significantly so i'm looking forward to the savings of that so that's why i'm driving lyft i'm driving lyft to pay all these people that's what i'm doing right now that's what i'm doing i'm paying i'm driving lyft just to pay motherfuckers you know so bear with me bear with me if i seem a little stingy on the pockets all right if I seem a little stingy. But um, other than that, man, it, it's just, you know, just waiting for them to sun run. I'm talking about the, the solar panels. We're just waiting for the permits to be uh, approved with this with the city so they can come in and do the roof and the, and the, and the um, installation of the panels. So we know how the city gets down. I'm outside, so I'm always turning around, checking my back and all that other shit. So if it sounds like I'm getting up turning around and checking some other shit that's exactly what i'm doing getting up checking some other shit <laughs> oh man it feels good to look really look at the lake I, I'm, I'm very thankful for this view that my wife and i lucked up on who knew that this old lady was sitting on this uh this piece of land and she wasn't that old who knew this lady with the little dog was sitting over here on this little piece of a, uh, of a gold mine, of a gold mine. So lately, speaking of gold mine, I was at a uh, Vinnie Brand Stress Factory, um, in New Brunswick, over the weekend. I did a show with Little Sasquatch and his host. What was his coach? Connor. Connor Mook. 
Um, Little Sasquatch has a podcast on Barstool Sports. I think Connor Mooch is either a producer or a personality on the podcast. But shout out to them two dudes. Had a good time this weekend working with them. Fun weekend. Packed out shows. I featured on all five of them starting on Thursday at 7. And then we had two on Friday and two on Saturday at 7 and 9. So it was... um. It was a good weekend for me. You know, it was a good weekend for them, too. They were only two years deep in the comedy world. So, um, you know, they were, they were new jacks. So they were asking some questions or whatever. And I was, just, I was just saying, hey, man, it takes time for this shit. You know, but other than that, you know, enjoy it. You know, and do stuff that's, that's true to you, that you, that you really want to do. You know, and uh, that was... That's all my advice is, you know, I'm not trying to change nobody or, you know, give them, you know, too much fucking guidance. A lot of this shit is just fucking time, nigga. It's simple as that. Sometimes it's just time. And, you know, when you put that time in, that's when your, the ability kicks in where you can go back to material or see how material fits and how material can kind of be made on the fly while you're in the moment or you're adding to material that you created while you're in the moment on the fly. Um, Sometimes that's how I like to create it. Um, Most of my material is just short little memories and experiences. Um, I'm not like a a, a joke joke kind of set up joke kind of guy you know what I mean I'll do some observational joke shit but um ah, it's whatever nigga come see a fucking show I'm not explaining my fucking self this is the Ty Rainey podcast I appreciate y'all for tuning in 